Alright, so welcome back again guys, um, DA Talks. This time we'll be talking about brain drain in Antigua and Barbuda, how it affects us, what we think about it, and yeah, conversation. <laughs> Boom, bam, bam. I am David. Everybody knows that. And then we have... I'm Shem. Timothy. Janella Jarvis. Brandon Reefer. Carol Joseph. And <laughs> Dylan Michael, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, we just gonna get right into it. Um, so Shem here has his definition of brain drain, so he'll read that out again. The emigration of highly trained or qualified people from a particular country. Um, I guess the debate is not going to be whether brain drain occurs in Antigua. I think we can all agree that it one hundred percent does. The Caribbean, the Caribbean as a whole, I think it does. Um, I guess we can get more into why it happens, what causes it, how it can be. I don't think it can be prevented, right. but how it can be minimized, what can incentivize highly trained or qualified people to remain in Antigua, or in some cases, to come back to Antigua. I thought that this was a good topic because we all had a recent university graduates or current university graduates and I think those are the people most susceptible to brain drain and I just figured we could have a good conversation about it. I figured everybody would have their <coughs> opinion on it. Um, okay. I, well, I think um, brain drain um, happens because of the incentives that are more attractive from abroad. We have deplorable incentives <laughs> here in Antigua. What's our like, incentives? That's the thing. Oh, what well, are our incentives? True. It's like the government doesn't even care about us. Apart from maybe a national pride. But I mean, yes. when you're thinking about your career and your yes. long-term future, yes, yes. I think that takes a little bit more precedent than yeah. your national pride. Yeah. And it, it's... It's sad because on one end, our government does ensure, like, I, I can't remember the specific amounts of money, but they do have like millions of dollars that is set aside for university students, for people to go and study abroad. Like that's in the budget, right? But what happens after that? Yeah, that's the problem because you can give as much scholarships as you want. Yeah. But I mean, if there's nothing for no you to plan. come back here, mm. like, yeah, it has to go beyond just going abroad to study. Mm. As you said, there has to be a plan mm. for when you get back. Mm. Um, questionable as to whether we have one. <laughs> I don't think we have one at all. Because my personal experience is I study tech, or the general space that I'm in is technology. Mm. And so studying abroad, I see all the opportunities when I'm done college. And then looking at coming back home, there's literally no company that you can look forward to working at as a tech enthusiast. You come back and it's just doing regular old help desk or computer maintenance, but there's no like real... Come fix my printer. <laughs> right, come fix my printer. There's no real like software development or web development or nothing at all. It's just nothing. And, and yet it, still the government says... You have to be here for three years. You have if you to get give, if you get discussed, you have to come back for the three years. Because they know. 
but they know you won't come back, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in Brandon's case, like, tech, the way that technology is advancing, it should be an industry where, it should be a growing industry yeah, right? in every country. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it is here, but I mean, there should be jobs, not even, like, I'm an accountant, I studied accounting. When I came back, there was a job in because, you know, they always say every company needs an accountant. But it shouldn't just be, I guess, the more mainstream jobs available. Right. Like, yeah, there should be yeah. a variety of industries so that when folks, folks can go and study what they want to study. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they can come back knowing that there's a sector or there's a possibility for them to to help develop a sector yeah. based on what they studied. Yeah. And I don't think that's the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest problem. Yeah. like Because there's too much underemployment. People are being used for things that other people that don't have the skills they have could do. Like people with like certain skills that have the ability to do things. They're doing things that they could have done without those skills. Like they're not using the skills that they went abroad to learn. Kind you of see, like you know, what he just said, right, with skills and everything. Now, being in the profession I am in, now this could just take this whole conversation into a different, a different um, pathway, but we're going to leave that for next time. All right, um, Red. I'll just I'll bring it up I'll bring it up later I'll bring it up later sorry I won't I won't actually you can still bring it up now because what I was just gonna say is that it's kinda like quite a few people I know who went on to get their masters masters in business administration yet what they employed to do is to be a bank teller Mm. and so you spent however long at university and you got the qualifications you expect a certain job and you expect a certain salary, but you come back and the job that you're hired to do is below your pay grade, is below what you're qualified to do. And that is something that you're going to end up doing for a quite a long period of time. I think another problem too is that companies here don't, expansion in business is not a big thing. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the companies, they get comfortable and they get settled, settled and they just continue operations. They don't seek to expand. Therefore, no new jobs are being created. Mm-hmm. And so the people that are in existing jobs are there for long periods of time. And so they know, as you say, you come back and you be a bank teller because all the other positions, let's say credit analysts or something in a bank, is already fulfilled by someone who's been there for the past 10, 20, 30 mm-hmm. years. Exactly. And the bank is not looking to expand to open a new branch. Just early before the part we were talking about putting things out in the country, mm-hmm. having branches out in the country, having mm-hmm. businesses outside of town. Like if mm-hmm. if they thought like that and they thought about expansion, that could have been a avenue to create new jobs. Mm-hmm. But they don't really think they get comfortable and they just sit on the laurels and reaping the profits every year. Mm-hmm. Now um saying as a student coming back from from you Mm-hmm. Or university, any university. So we expect for them to always have opportunities for us to be there, right? So it's it's like in a sense, like we're saying, the government needs to always provide opportunities for us, right? Mm-hmm. I 
agree to an extent and I also believe that is us being lazy and not trying to be um, open-minded or, or entrepreneurs in a sense but the thing about it because no. we can if we try and we, we put off for dance and say okay I'm gonna try something we can start our own business we can start our own initiative we can do something I think that part of that you're coming from somebody like I believe like I'm not sure like, majority of us are privileged eh? so persons who would have gotten a scholarship they go abroad and they come back they don't have the funds to be starting a business yeah it's I'm, a, not, it's I'm a, not saying start a whole business but I mean try something from okay so you get a you get a small job here right I understand that or you you as you get money you save for something that you believe that you can work on and make something out of if you, if you I understand, and I do, I agree with you that we need to be more entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the issue is not just. It's like a. There are couple stakeholders. Like the government has to take a stake, but it can't just be on the government because while the government should implement policies to create jobs, the government should not be the sole provider of jobs. Like it should be mm-hmm. a partnership between the business community and the government. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, people should come back and save their money and stuff like that. I don't agree because you come back. I think that what you should be looking to with your personal funds is for your personal future. You look to start saving to buy um a piece of land or to build a house or to buy you you your personal money should be used. But that's not that's, that's, a, that's not something like how I just said though. Like you you save your money or to start something that you want to do. Start something that, that you're talking about business, yeah, yeah. but isn't that business. something personal though? If you start your own business, isn't that something personal? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about more personal because a business is can be something personal to you, but it benefits others. I'm talking about something that benefits solely you. If you're, if you're starting a business, we should the aim should be for the country to have a uh, infrastructure in place where there's a marketplace where you can attain obtain funds where people could give you funds and expect to earn back a return on that investment. But I don't think it sh- we should try to be encouraging a business community where the entrepreneurs are solely using or mostly using their own personal funds because, I mean, that could come at a great risk. There's no guarantee that your business is going to be successful. Like, if I was to start a business, I wouldn't want to be using my savings that I save and then if the business fails, I'd have no savings to, to build a house or I'm that's gonna set me back years. It should be a like an avenue and that's why I think the government should come in to help to facilitate like they sh- again they shouldn't be the sole provider of funds, but they should have like and I think they do I think they mentioned it in the budget recently that they have a um like so, an entrepreneur yeah, an entrepreneur fund um that the government puts in place for persons to tap into, I guess. I guess once you have a solid business plan, a viable business plan, you can attain funds from them. Yeah, so that sounds good. Stuff like that is what they should be aiming for. And I mean, I think banks should also, maybe it's not their responsibility because I guess the banks are in the business of making a profit. But there has to be some private entity that should also have a stake in the business community. Maybe outside of banks. I'm not sure what that would be. 
But I mean, we're all recent students, as I said, all current students. What if you had the opportunity, take out bonds out of it and all of that? Would you come no. home? I mean, I think everybody I mean, knows my situation. I would come no. home because I think the industry that I'm in has room for improvement and I want to contribute to that <laughs> cause. But recently what I've been finding is that there are persons at the top who don't have the same vision mm. and they're comfortable just doing what was done before. And I saw Koda said something along the lines of the old, the old way of doing things is reassuring and the new way of doing things is frightening. And so you come with these new ideas, um, ways you see that you can improve the tech space and I guess because they can't see it, they shut you down and you don't get the opportunity to implement the things that you want to implement. And so for me right now it's a bit frustrating, but I really do want to contribute and, and see our, our standard of technology be at a certain level. And that's why I chose to come at home, but it's not working out. So had you gotten an opportunity to go somewhere else? Let's just randomly, had you gotten an opportunity to work, let's say at Google, would you come back home? Would you have come back home? Given in my way, just said you would have wanted to come back and help develop the industry and knowing what <laughs> knowing what you I sound know. So <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> knowing what I know. But I'm kind of the same. Wouldn't have. I probably would have taken opportunity to be at Google. I mean, it's Google at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you, tend to, you tend to choose more like a personal, you know. Yeah, your personal. Yeah. So I think I would have stayed at a, a, a bigger company and. I probably gained a lot more experience there exactly. than I could have exactly. here. And then you and, could have made a name for yourself here. And then eventually come back and make and a name come back and then they'd have seen that he works for such a big um, tech company. Mm -hmm. And then he probably would have been able to make himself a demand be, in, be, in yeah, terms of... Yeah, they would have kind of me overqualified. That's what would happen. You're overqualified for positions where you're not a need. There's not a necessity. Most university graduates in I, Antigua I would are say that. qualified for their jobs. I would say that. Why? Yeah, for sure. Because I know there are they are there are positions in Antigua where only certain people can fill. Certain people can fill. Right? And the people that fill these positions are able to tell these heads, okay, I want this amount of money for this. And if you can do that, you're definitely not overqualified because they see that you're you're what's the word? Um, you necessity. When you say certain type, you mean with certain type of qualifications? Or yeah, I'm going yeah. to ask. Because now, now for for like an accountant, sorry, there's a lot of accountants mm -hmm. in Antigua. Mm -hmm. A lot of accountants studying, right? Lots of people studying to be an accountant, mm -hmm. right? And then you come back. I mean, and you go to the different companies that need accountants. It's gonna always be a a set um, salary for that person. That means like the same job you're doing than everybody. So they don't, they're not gonna be like, oh, I need an accountant. So when I get this person, I'm and they tell me they want this amount of money, I'm, I'm gonna have to give it to them. Okay. Content, so and that yeah. the the individuals don't really have leverage to make yeah. decisions 
That's what you're saying? Yeah. But I'm not even talking about salary and wages. I'm talking about making a difference. Mm-hmm. So the money doesn't really concern me at this point. All right. It's just learning things in school, like, and you see how the, the, the operation is done here. We're thinking, this can be done better if we do X, or this can be done better if we do Y. But nobody wants to take it on because I guess they figure the way how it's been done before it's working, so why change it now? And I think it's a twofold is. problem because the, on one hand, what Brandon, the issue that Brandon is facing is probably an issue that a lot of people who want to come back and make a difference are facing. But there are also people who want to come back, not really with the intention to make a difference, but just people who want to come back to use their degree mm-hmm. or to follow their passion or whatever. But there's not a viable, there's not a viable, like there's no, off the top of my head, there's no, um, if you go to, I know it's a cliche, um, Example, but if you go to school and study liberal arts or something mm-hmm. like that, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, you yes, come yes. back and there's no real no avenue. Yeah, like you have to go. You, you study really something in sports and oh yeah, yeah even in David's case, you go, you go and you study sports science, and uh, there's very few opportunities when you come back. And I mean, exactly. that's frustrating. So I have a question uh-huh. for each one of us now, knowing what we know now, mm-hmm. and knowing that sometimes our passions. We may not have the opportunities to really do what we want with them. Would each of us change the life path that we went down? Maybe to suit some another change industry that's booming. For change. example, tourism is our main industry. And let's say maybe we studied something like tourism management in order to oh. meet market demands. Would we do that? No. So no. no, I don't see myself. Because that's the thing. At the end of the day, right? What you study should be something that you care about. I mean, there's okay. some people who just study something because, well, let me just get this degree. And I don't fault people for having that mentality, but I personally believe that something you study should be something that you're passionate about, or at least something that you can be happy mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. for the next years. 10, 20 mm-hmm. years. And so if, 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 if you're saying that we should gravitate towards what's viable in this case, mm-hmm. or in the example you use tourism. I disagree, and that's why I think that there should be an avenue. As again, going back, okay, so for sports, there should be policies put in place that would lead to the growth of the sport industry. I'm not saying the government should create an, a sports industry or to create jobs in that industry, mm-hmm. but it should be policy, a guiding Direction that would lead to growth in a particular industry First and all, our, our culture would not demand that. That's true because our culture doesn't see sports as well, not just, anything, not just sports, but, but yeah, anything yeah. big to work on. All right, we we only see sports as recreation, but then that's 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 short sight. That's we don't, not even sports, but it's also ignorant. Look, in 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 all of us, well. The guys here, football fans, we know football is a multi-billion pound industry in England. We know that the NBA basketball is a multi-million pound industry in... in like, sports is not just recreation. Sports mm-hmm. is entertainment. Sports is as much... So what happened to Benny Boys? <laughs> I mean, they went to Olympics, didn't they? Like, oh, God. Juice up. Is it? And then you just yeah. made the point that people yeah, don't yeah, know people much about sports. Mm-hmm. You see, that's the thing. 
if you're looking at just if you're looking at sports as just entertainment, as as just um recreation, <clears throat> you're looking at it wrong. Because sports is entertainment. Um, June said the Olympics, <laughs> but it was when the better boys got World Cup. We no didn't go to the world, but they got far in the world of qualification. Qualification, they got far in the qualification. They got far in the qualification process. Uh-huh. And if we were smart, we would have used that as because I remember I was at that stadium when we played USA. USA yeah. Me too. Oh, the atmosphere there when we mm. scored. Mm. When we like, scored, the place went crazy. Yo, that was like, it. That wasn't just. Recreation, like, yeah. the, like people really, cause it, it's a bit of national pride mixed into it too. Yes. But it's also like it's entertainment. You go and you be entertained, and people will always pay for entertainment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's why we pay so much for cable. It's why we pay for Netflix. It's why we let go of money for Apple Music. People are always going to pay for entertainment. So in the the specific example of sports, like it's a case of them looking at the industry wrong. Because oh, they're not doing things correctly. Not seeing the opportunity. Yeah, but if you, if you not even not even not they're doing things wrong. It's just a, they just don't see it as important. Sorry, not 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 that they they don't see it as important. Often them just do it wrong. How we just have wrong people in certain positions. Mm-hmm. And that's why. I'm but then again, and, back to, and that goes back to balance. But exactly, we just have wrong people in certain positions. And I didn't yeah. even mean it. <laughs> and I didn't even mean it as in like. These people are hard-headed. Mm-hmm. I just think some of these people are just dumb. <laughs> oh I'm sorry. I, just, I, just I don't some, even think it's dumb. I just some of them are just dumb, you and they don't, dumb, they don't really the know what they're doing. A lot, yeah, they a lot are of these not people in these positions of authority, in these decision-making positions. They've been there ages. They've been there like maybe they rolled through the the organization, or maybe like they didn't go to school and study. In the case of sports, sports management, right, right, right. or in the case of IT, computer technology, like computer science, they didn't. And so, when you're not knowledgeable on this, in the field that you're working in, you're not going to have that broader vision sure. of of how things can improve because you're just going to be looking at like your day to day tasks, what you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And then when you're not going to, and that's already a problem. But then, when you're dismissive of the opinions of the younger folks. Who went to school? Like, what's the point of sending, for example, Brandon to UWE to study computer science for three years if when he come back and give suggestions on how we can improve the IT industry, they brush it aside. But that's the government wasting their money in a sense. Because then there's no improvement. You're paying him money and telling him to come back here for three years for no reason. Uh, I don't think it's wasting. I mean, it's all political, huh? So then they say, oh, you know, da, 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 I gave you this money, therefore, you know, you have to... You have to give out something. Yes, which is the vote. No, I don't know. No, because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you don't think so? No, 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 it's a political thing with votes. But it's a... It does look good for them when they can say, okay, well, this amount of students went there to study mm-hmm. the government mm-hmm. paper. They can use it as a bragging point. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, Brandon, um, I got the government scholarship. I'm not feeling enticed to vote for any particular party because mm-hmm. I don't... 
it doesn't it just doesn't elicit that kind of loyalty from me or boy I mean so for example I was speaking to someone the other day and they were talking about the same government scholarship and considering the government granted you this scholarship for whatever degree that you told them you're going to study they at the time in giving you this scholarship they saw it as something that they need to improve upon in the future they saw it as something as a necessity correct I mean if they decide so. then why then why are you giving the money in the first place then why are you why are you handing because this? I remember when I applied for my scholarship they, they were some um, like priority areas mm-hmm. I remember tourism was one of them but I think those will forever be priority that's areas. the thing there's no cons- <laughs> consistent evaluation the update is okay well that's not going to change it's just no, like okay cliche okay well tourism we need people to study yeah. that technology mm-hmm. need, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what because I remember somebody posing the question, if they're giving you these scholarships, shouldn't it then be their responsibility to help you find a job after you return home? Okay, let me tell you what I think. I think, going back on what we said about focus areas, mm-hmm. I think maybe should, they should pick about 10. One, focus areas that they actually evaluate and say, okay, we want to focus on... Technology, improving technology, improving liberal arts, improving, etc., etc., etc. They say, okay, we're focusing on these areas. We're accepting applications if you want to go and study these particular areas. And then the decision makers or the policy makers should then come up with policies to say, okay, we're sending persons for the next five years to study these ten areas. Mm-hmm. How are we going to create jobs for them? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always was a big. I agree one hundred percent. Because I think they stop at the first 100%. step that you mm-hmm. you, you, yeah, you just they, said. They just put where they just going to say, what do we need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're not going further as to what are we going to do after we fulfill that need? Right. And it goes back to the conversation we had with, during the Global Ports um, podcast, where there's no there's no long term thinking, there's no long term strategy in our in our the, the, the political decision makers and I think that's to our detriment but I mean I came back because <laughs> I had a bond like, if I had a choice I don't think or if I had, if I had the opportunity mm-hmm. I don't think I would have right mm-hmm. but I mean that shouldn't be the case because I would want to come back if, they, if I knew that and I, as I say again I studied accounting so there's no really I mean you guys, Andrew. But I mean, let me it's generalize it. Let me generalize it. People would, people, you should, people should want to come back if they know that there's something that they can come back to. Mm-hmm. And if you're not mm-hmm. providing that, I don't think you can blame people for wanting to just get up and leave. Yeah, I don't blame anybody for wanting to leave. Thank you. I don't. But that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, it and I don't see anything changing. <laughs> I I don't see anything changing, but I mean, what can we do to change it? Or what could they do to change it, to generalize it? I don't think they want to do anything to change it. You think they That's just, going back to what Brandon was saying. Like, they just have to I think they're very content right now. Um, hmm. I, I think, But then how can the country develop if we're just happy with, with what we have right now? That's the thing, how can it? I don't know. I um... Saying all this, mm-hmm. we also I I you you must say that there has been an increase in 
in businesses giving opportunities to youths in, in the form of internships in the past couple of years, three to five years. Okay. I believe so. So do you in what that areas? progress is being made? Is that what you're I saying? think yeah, you, you, okay. you can't you can't deny progress whether it is slow or okay. fast. A steady incline is always. I'm good. asking what areas, right? Because creating and new, sorry, to cut you off, creating new, creating internships in the tourism sector is in progress. Yeah, not. You get what I'm saying? It's not okay. because there's nothing new being created. There's nothing that's pushing the country forward there in that particular sector. And then again, it goes back to even if okay, you create it. Even if you have an internship in a new industry and the students or the talent is coming in and they're trying to help push that forward and you're not taking it into consideration, taking their their proposals, their advice into consideration, what's the point? Straight up. I think it goes back to, you said we don't really have long-term plans and I think because it's the nature of politics, everybody, every party that comes in, just looking to see what they can do for five years, and then it's whatever after that. It's important, though. And none of them is like thinking, okay, I can be in here for fifty years, so let me start to set long-term goals that people will buy into. But there has since Short-term in our lifetime, there hasn't been a political party who's been in there for less than ten years. There hasn't been. LP was in there for twenty or much every year. Mm-hmm. UBP had ten years. Um, ALP again on the Gaston is on their six or seven years. They and they on course for ten years. So it's not like we have and we, it's not like we have a lot of options to choose from. It's two political parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't like short of huh. You can go green. Go green, yeah. <laughs> short of short of like the country going to shit, like the country really going bad. Once things are on track, you're mostly guaranteed a second term, I would say. Like, unless things are really bad. And so, I think you should use that. Yes, you should always try to seek election. I mean, that's their jobs as politicians. Mm-hmm. But you can't just be so short-term that you're thinking, what am I doing in my first five years only? Because that's also kind of defeatist. You don't have confidence that you're going to get the second term. That you're not confident in your government's ability and your your proposals and your policy ideas that will earn your second term. Like, I don't... I get what y'all are saying, and I agree that that's currently what it is that they're just thinking about. The next five years. But I don't think there's anything stopping them yeah. from thinking further than that. I don't think they would have a valid excuse not to think beyond re-election in five years. Good thing is... It brings me to something I asked you the same week we talked about the global ports. Mm-hmm. Is that, dude, I agree with everything you're saying mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. But do you think we are patient people? The That's general okay. Antiguan public are patient people. Do you think they have the same vision that you have and they have the patience to see something like that to wait to happen? Long. To wait. That long time. Do you think we are patient people? Because I feel like us as a people, we care about 
immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. And we want something to be done as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And while we may not agree with it, mm -hmm. and while we definitely see it as something short-sighted, they see it as doing something here and in the here and in the now, and some people agree with it, and that's all they see. They can't see the big picture. Okay, but would I be incorrect in saying that you're talking when you say people are short-sighted, especially when it comes to government? You're talking about people are looking at what the government can do for them right now, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that's stopping the government from doing something right now while also planning for the future. I agree. And so. The onus is on the government. Like, yes, mm -hmm. I agree. We're short. Mm -hmm. Us as citizens, we're short sighted. We're just looking at what the government can do for us. We're just looking at the here and now. And the government should seek to provide for their citizens. Like, if you get elected for five years, you should be doing things for your citizens for five years, not just the election. Of year. course. Mm. But you should also be looking to the future. That Like, these things happen behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that the government have to come and as nice, as nice and transparent as it would be. That they have to come out and say what they're doing. Like they have to constantly have to update us, right? But they have to be moves being made that people in the affected area, the stakeholders in those moves can know that they're being made to benefit the future. I mean, that's not gonna stop them from doing things to benefit their citizens here and now. And so even though it's short sighted, I don't think that that's stopping them. From I Go ahead, David. So, I have an ex-reason. Oh, uh, I have some ex Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, besides all those things that we just said, mm -hmm. right, do you think an ex-reason for brain drain is just the fact that when people go to different countries, that they just feel like they have, like, they could have a... The, the appeal of those countries are bigger to just, just to basically just stay in. Yes. Of course. Yes. That's for sure. And it, it doesn't even have to be bigger. I mean... Not even... It, 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 it doesn't even have to do with, like, their career. Like, just, just the, living in the country. Just yeah, living in the country. Just makes people think, just want to... Yes. Because, I mean, that's back. the main reason for brain drain. You think Because so? I, think I think the main reason for brain drain is that there's no opportunity. In well, okay. I agree with that as well. But yeah, I think I developed the countries, they provide you with higher wages, better health care... Better living conditions. I mean, All that works. The, the, even something as basic as the infrastructure. Like, if in a country. Exactly. That, that's what I'm talking about. Mostly like, like that. Because if you're in a country that has a well developed infrastructure and then you come back here to a dilapidated or. Yeah, a dilapidated town in Antigua. Like. You're going to be more attracted to. Like, I was in Barbados. Barbados is a little bit more advanced than Antigua. I agree. I wouldn't have mind staying in Barbados as opposed to coming back home. Me personally. And that doesn't even have any that doesn't even have anything just to do with my career prospect because I mean I could have done in, in Barbados what I'm doing in Antigua. Yeah. But it's just that just say something about living in something that's more advanced. Man, prefer macaroni and cheese with ketchup in there. Man, can enjoy Cook, that. Cooking aside, cooking aside. <laughs> but I mean, and if that's just Barbados, that's not really that far ahead of, well, 
they're ahead of Antigua, but that's just another developing country. Mm-hmm. Imagine people that go to the US, Canada, and the UK, and all these other well, countries that are far ahead in their development. Like, what's yeah. the incentive to come back home? Even if not just the jobs, but just in terms of the standard mm-hmm. of living. As cows, the wages and all that, like... I can tell you, from living in Halifax, like, Halifax in general as a city is fantastic. Like, living in Antigua for my whole entire life, and then moving to Halifax for the past, like, two, three years, it sh- it made me understand, like, how far behind Antigua was in terms of infrastructure, like, public transport, schooling, every, like, in every aspect. But I could never see myself living here. Ever. Why? I love Antigua too much. Okay. So like, it's okay. I, I love the lifestyle that you can live in Antigua. The more relaxed, the more laid-back lifestyle. Like, okay, that is just, it gets like too much sometimes, you know? And a lot of people like that, right? Yeah. But That's because you're an island but then, boy. But then how so far... So you guys always love, love your country. But then how far does love go, though? Because... It, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Because... <laughs> My thing is, right, there should be something here that, that's attracting you back to Antigua besides your love for the country. Now, don't get me wrong, you, you should have love for your country and you should always want to, like, home is where the heart is and yeah, yeah. yeah. But there should always be something outside of that that's bringing you back to. I, 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 I have this mad question for you. We have the education that the people before us didn't have, and we can use it to our advantage. We but can so in theory, right? But when you come back, and the people who didn't have the edu- the people before us who didn't have the education are in the positions of power, yeah. and they're not taking you on. What are you gonna do? And I feel this is crazy as well. Patient, man. You have to be patient. We have to be patient. Wait, how long can like, you be patient? I don't know. But so I feel like, and I don't mean that you have to be patient, but then. <laughs> When you have to pay bills, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to eat. So I, have yeah. a next, I have a next question now. Go ahead. Do you think that we contribute to brain drain without without doing anything in a sense? In time. Yeah, I'm trying to explain it because that's not a good way. Um, we contribute to brain drain without even developing our youth. We as who is we? Yeah, who is we? Education system. Why mean opportunities are made to Why? Because a lot of people, a lot of students, a lot of individuals are very skilled in other ways. That that is not academic. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Alright. So you have people obviously can be great at being carpenters, um, being engineers, you know, all that stuff. Um, what's, what's the next? Dancing. You mean like um, we call them trades and all the things, right? But then we're so focused on on the the um, degrees. degrees and math but and even English and all in type of courses, right? Now we don't develop youth that are great at other things but we need neglect these things and then from there from there they're just in the island being i mean 
nullified, I guess, in a sense, because they can't they can't fulfill their true um, purpose, and then they can't help the country in in the long term because I mean the country didn't help them develop their skill. But here's what I don't so like. then isn't that a form of brain drain? But here's what I don't like about what you just said, and it, it goes to the issue too. You're describing people like construction workers and carpenters as industries that don't need a degree. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that we don't develop those things. As in, we're not sending people abroad to study those. Th- no, yeah. we're not looking. Oh. We're not look. We're not seeing a certain people are better at certain things, and we're not giving them a option to to develop their skills. So in other words, do you think the education system should try to specialize more in terms of trying to get children? I think the reason that they don't do what you're saying is because they don't look at those industries as industries where they need to do that. They're not looking at they're not looking as carpenters as people who need to go abroad and study I think it's civic engineering. Like okay but like I think a lot of, and maybe myself included, we look at those kind of industries as well. Or you're just a handyman, you can, yeah. you can do the, it's like, beneath. Can, mm-hmm. but those are also industries that need skill. Those are also industries that, because, I mean, okay, yes, I'm sure the people in those industries know how to build a house. You can go to university and you can learn how to build a house much better, more efficiently, to make living cheap, to make, to make the construction cheaper. Which would able make the building of the whole ship, which would therefore benefit everybody. Yeah, but you don't, maybe you don't necessarily need a bachelor's degree to do some you of these can things. Do like certifications. Exactly. You can do certifications. And it's so you're saying they don't do that. You offer even that. Well, I know we have Abbott and like that and that's that's the that's the that's the college where they where they do those type of things, right? Or school that they do those type of things. Abyss. Right? Abyss. Abyss. Yes. They have Abyss in all these places. But then they right? also had another then, specialized school that it just closed recently. Which specialized school? I can't remember the name of the school, but I think... Oh, uh, but don't you think back to the whole policy thing? So, for instance, the government was pushing the whole construction of the homes, the 500 homes. Don't you think they should... 500 days. Don't you think they should have said, okay, we're going to give people opportunities to go away and study um, or do short courses in, in whatever, and... We're gonna give you grants. You go and study, and you come back. You contribute to the um, development of the five hundred homes. Yeah, but no, that, that's a good way of, 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 of. And that's the thing we don't we don't have yeah, that even policy in place that we say we select in certain areas and then we send people away and we know that when they come back they're gonna be working towards bettering the country in this way. If, as you all say, it doesn't even take a full degree. Sometimes, like a, a diploma, a, a yeah. course, like something to help improve your skill. But it can't just be the main and the same mode. As you say, they have their own priority industries, but it doesn't change. Right. I mean, I think you should be sending people away to study, let's just say construction. I don't know what the degree, but study those kind of areas or mm-hmm. at least do certification that would help them enhance their... And not just their... Cause I guess maybe they might think that their, their physical skills are up to par in terms of they, they can do... They can carry out the instructions and they can in build it, but also it can help them. You can go do a course and help you look at it from a more strategic standpoint, so that when you're building, you know you're not just saying you're not just laying these five bricks here because your boss said to lay it here, but you know that 
you know why you're doing it. Like you as the world can also have the knowledge and education to to, to know what you're doing rather than just and following the instruction. Right. And creativity I to, want to, to make. I want an upside down house. Do you understand? Like yeah. build a build something that's like in a triangle. Non conventional. Non conventional. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, before before your question, one of the issues. Okay, that sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one issue that the projects are currently having now is proper management of resources. So even say not even construction, but sending them to do project management. Yeah. So that you oh, know that the resources are being managed properly because right now we don't have enough funds to how finish. How many how many stuff start and don't finish? Right. We need an additional five million dollars or X amount of million. How many projects go over over the budget over budget and over time? Exactly. So send them over <laughs> to the project management, bring yes. them back and be putting them to where it is called. What's your question, Mr. So Mr. Just a quick question. Um what do we in terms of like what do we export? Dialogue. Black pineapple. I was having and even even when we export that we don't export it on a big scale, right? I was having a debate. So now when we have um we don't look into our agriculture sector as a as a as a big thing. Right? Mm-hmm. And I know there are there are some well, I have a cousin who's studying agriculture right now. And then I also have a friend who's very big on agriculture. Right? He sees a the um the bigger picture in agriculture. And if now these these minds let's say they have all intentions of of doing something when they come back, they they can help Antigua um get a what's the word? Find something where we can eventually use as We can something find ourselves sustainable. Yes, yeah. and it will be it will be seen as something coming out of Antigua, mm-hmm. and then we make a name off of that. We start making money off of that, and then it just becomes a I know an economic cycle. Right, in, in a sense, I agree because I was having this debate with a coworker, and what I was saying is that we do need we need to be able to have an industry that doesn't solely rely on something that's coming into Antigua, but something that Antigua is giving out, or something that Antigua is producing outward. 100%. Because, as we say, our main industry is tourism. As we know, and I know personal, personally, because my dad worked in the tourism industry, when the, the global financial crisis happened in 2008-2009, and people in the States and Canada didn't have any money, or they were money was tight. They're not traveling. They're not taking luxury vacations to the Caribbean and to other tourism destinations. And so you need an industry to rival tourism. Where that, if 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 one section of the world economy prevents that industry from flourishing, you can still have another industry to support it and to back it up, so that the whole country doesn't come to a halt when you know, as I say, when America sneeze or when bigger countries sneeze, we catch a cold. Like. I agree with David, we need something that we can export. Dylan said black pineapple, but how, how large a scale is our exportation of that? Yeah. No, I mean, market rate is not that big anymore. My barber no. in Barbados always used to say that the Caribbean should have been the first on mass marijuana development, mm-hmm. um, agricultural development, so that when 
mass, like on a oh, large mass. scale, on a oh, large, large oh, scale. Yeah, yes, for sure. Um, marijuana development because we have the climate, we have the, I guess we can say the expertise, <laughs> so that when these other countries like America is doing or like Canada is doing or legal, when they legalize it, that like we would have been on the forefront as the, the 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 prime exporters of that. We have the expertise, or we just have rasters. I mean, and everybody oh. just think that you know. Could be not rusted, so we don't know. But then they just rust my, marijuana. Because capital. Canada legalized marijuana like two, three months ago, four months ago, something. And there's like all the dispensaries have been running out of marijuana. Like, yeah, really and I mean, there's a, I think recently there was a Canadian company that was trying to establish a marijuana production plant in Antigua. <clears throat> but. I think we should have been. I, I, I agree with my brother that we should have been ahead of that. Like we should have been yeah. the. We should have seen that, and start like rather than just following their laws because they make it illegal, we make it illegal. Like we, we must also have the studies as well and the research, which of course we didn't have. If you understand. Okay, that's a fair point. That's mm-hmm. a fair point. But I feel like if, if you gave Antiguans the opportunity to study marijuana, they would they would enjoy it so much that they would enjoy it. <laughs> well, I don't think they're allowed to take it. I guess the problem is that it. while it was illegal in those countries, where would you go to study it? I guess that would be the argument. But I mean, even, even if we're not just using marijuana as the example, like, we should be looking... Let's take my one out of it. Like we should look looking to get ahead of certain trends or look for something that the Caribbean is good at. Or if you want gen- um if you want to be more specific, Antigua is good at that we can produce globe for global consumption in an efficient manner that's competitive with other markets that would have that same product available if there's a, if it exists somewhere else. Like the world is a marketplace. Yeah. I think we need to compete in that marketplace with so industries other than just tourism. Like, you could just like freeze fringy and export. <laughs> <laughs> something, something like just something find with the market. Yeah, something with market. But like, there's always a niche in a market that you can exploit. Like, we have to be savvy enough to be looking for for that niche in that market in the world market. I don't know if they're doing that, but we need we need something other than tourism. That if if the world economy goes bad, that we have something that we can produce that will keep the economy afloat until conditions get better in bad times. Mm-hmm. And all that, like again, you go to school and you send people you you send people to schools to study in these kind of different areas, and all that can help alleviate brain drain. Cause I mean, there are people like Dylan who love Antigua and just want to come back. And there are people like Brandon who have a vision for what they want at, at an industry or even Antigua as a whole to be like. But you have to have a, a a support system for that dream and for that desire so that it's not just it's not just that drawing you back, that there's something else outside of your love for the country drawing you back. And something substantial. Yeah. But you never sorry, you're never gonna stop brain drain, but you can Minimize or you can reduce it to an extent. What are you saying, Carol? But just to be devil's advocate now, mm-hmm. are we operating on the assumption that these ideas that we have 
our original? How do we know that maybe Gaston or some other politician hasn't had all these ideas before and have tried to do something with these ideas? How do we, as young people, go about getting these ideas into the politicians' minds, into turn it from an idea into reality? How do we, us, right here, how do we go about doing something like that? And I think that's a very valid point. Um, because we can have all these ideas, we can have the talk, we can, we can have all of this, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you need to know the action. To be honest, you do. Okay. But I mean, everybody always like, oh, they only get this because they know this person well. Well, I mean, you go anywhere else in the world, it's called networking. All right? Sure. And who you know can help you get your ideas far. Also, you need to push yourself out there to get your ideas out there. You can't just have ideas and just sit back and say, I have these ideas, let me just... And I not do nothing with them. If you, if, if you understand, not that's why you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But right. to go to what Carl was saying, you said that. So you said again. I'm just saying, we have all these ideas, mm-hmm. and but at the end of the day, are they original? Are they original? Oh, also. Okay. What is, how do we know that, how do we go about fulfilling these ideas? How do we get them done? How do we, just as a... What I was actually actually assuming what you were saying was that Gaston and them would have thought about it before. And in that, there's a blockage that we as laymen don't know. I do, that, yeah. I meant that that's, well. that's what you meant. I meant that right? as well, yes. Mm. That's where I started. That's where I started that, Okay, yes. okay. That's saying, like, you were having two different points Yeah, there. yeah, I did, I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that's something Because I, I think we're operating on the assumption that these ideas are original. We're mm. operating on the assumption that the older folk have never thought of this before. Mm-hmm. And that everything we're saying is just... I think we kind of operate under the assumption that older people are ignorant and mm-hmm. we have the better ideas. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's not true. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, you know, they never tried these methods. That's already. what I'm saying. How do you know? How well, do you not know that? But then know. I think that's where you, you would need. I think that's where it would require both, both generations to work together. Mm-hmm. Because. Okay, the older generation may have tried something, but it didn't work. So rather than dismissing the idea, okay, so Brandon might come with an idea, or you might come with an idea that someone in a higher position may think, me don't try that, that never works. So they just dismiss your idea out of hand, yes? But then rather than doing that, what would be a more productive way to approach that is to explain to you why that idea didn't work for them. Mm. And you, with the information that you acquired now, that is probably more than what they would have acquired, could have found a solution to break through the barrier or the problem that they had. But it's just dialogue. Like, yeah, conversation solves the problems. But if if they're not talking to you about the issues that they experience or their their roadblocks and they're just Mm -hmm. dismissing the idea of the pandemic, it's not going to go anywhere. But if if they're telling you why... 
they don't think your idea would work and then you could then with more information look mm-hmm. at a different way that could alleviate that mm-hmm. that roadblock i mean i agree completely so it's just maybe a lack of conversation maybe a lack of dialogue i agree it might it really dialogue. it really might be the lack of I dialogue don't, i don't think we're, we're, we don't debate issues i agree because i feel like in conversation with quite a few politicians i always feel like based on stories they've told me they always went in they went in a twit in the beginning with the idea of bringing about change. positive change they all went in with great innovative ideas with a great <laughs> vision and then at the end of the day the system that they joined ended up changing them rather than them trying to change it it changed them oh they their ideas died out. Maybe they received some resistance mm-hmm. and that resistance kind of killed the fire or that passion in them. And, and okay, I guess you could end with this. I think the, the response to that is that politicians just can't have ad hoc ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have an idea and then not a, like the party has to have a shared vision and shared ideas that match that vision and work towards changing the system. Because if you just have an idea, a bright idea, and you get mm-hmm. into the system and you meet the roadblocks that the people before you before you met, it's gonna to lead to you falling back into that system. But if the the, the party has the determination and a a, a joint cause team together each achieves more like it has to be a joint thing where the whole party is moving forward and the whole party is working to try to because listen any system like yes the system can hold you down but you can also defeat the system of course you can't do it on your own Mm -hmm. but you can do it as a group the more the more brilliant mind you have assembled the, the more creative you can be with the ideas to beat that system. And I, I mean, I don't think our system is so strong that it can't be beaten. I think quite the opposite. Our system can be, with the right ideas and the right support, can be beaten. And I just don't think that all politicians go in with the determination and the long-term thinking to beat it. And that's what, that's what leads to all the issues you experience, including brain drain. Straight up. So, uh... I guess we can say that yeah, we all agree with brain drain. That's fair to say? Yeah, for sure. It does definitely happen. Alrighty. So with that Good night. Sale. Sale. <laughs> <laughs>